Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Thomas Patrick Dorian. Hello, Deacon Jeff. And Sam Ziggy Rodriguez. That's me. The the, the gang of three. We're all together here, and uh, we <laughs> are... scary. So, so we, uh, we did a show not long ago about what happens if the Roe v. Wade decision... Uh, you know, would be overturned, and here we are, and 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 here we are, and so we thought we'd do sort I didn't of. Think a, it was going to happen, by the way. I I kind of felt like it was going to happen, okay. But uh, so I'm right, and you're wrong. I guess I'm just pointing that out to all the millions of people <laughs> listening to us. No, that's a segue. No, I, you, you have, that's a that's a valid uh, point. It it may not have happened, but I right. I sensed that that leaking uh, Justice Alito's um, opinion in full was someone saying. We need to galvanize, you know, the 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 the, uh, the forces against this, and so we need to release this now to get people stirred up. Was that's that, what I was said. Was that ever prosecuted? Wow. No, I don't. Well, they're still investigating, so yeah. I don't. I don't know where that's going, and I, I guess it doesn't matter because now the, all the focus is on the uh, the overturning of Roe v. Wade in the in the Dobbs versus Jackson mm-hmm. uh, Women's Health Organization decision, and so th- this is this is profound. I, I, I'm when this happened. I thought about what my wife has always recounted to me. She remembers when she was a little girl when Roe v. Wade was decided, mm. right, uh, back in the 70s. And she remembers being at Mass, and she remembers the priest crying mm-hmm. and saying, you all don't realize what an abomination this is and what this is going to lead to. Because I think when that happened, a lot of people didn't realize. And if you remember, in the majority opinion, it actually talks about that this would, these would be few and far between. Mm-hmm. These, these abortions would be rare. Mm-hmm. And obviously, and it really was. In fact, it says something about this wasn't supposed to be or abortion on demand, which right. it ultimately turned into. Oh yeah, right. Uh, and so this is the kind of the, this is this is a big thing, as you well know. It's, it's I'm just stating the obvious. But there's uh, what I've noticed, and, and I know Sam, you you agree with me, Tom, Tom. You do too, as well. That uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on right now. I oh, mean, yeah. social media has exploded. Uh, the news is exploding. I mean, my phone it just is blowing up with Here all too. these uh, these you know headlines from. Uh, we'll just say they're uh, they're news outlets that are not necessarily conservative in their thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I listen to a lot of stuff, but man, that they're just pointing out every possibility of every evil thing that's going to happen now. Unfortunately, that this constitutional right quote unquote has been taken away. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's lots to be discussed here. Uh, but I thought maybe where we would start in our sort of post-row overturning show, mm-hmm. uh, we'd start with, first of all, with this decision, like what it did, but then also talk about what it didn't do. Mm-hmm. So I want to be clear, because I think there's a lot of, if you look at most of the stuff that's out there, especially in social media, people are, they don't really, uh, it's, it's like they don't know what actually was decided. Yeah. Um, and maybe they don't care because really they just want to put it back in the four, right? They want to they want abortion on demand again, right? Mm-hmm. So what that decision actually did, the one that's the Dobbs versus uh, Jackson Women's Health Organization, what that decision actually decided was well, number number one, it overturned Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. It specifically stated that Roe v. Wade was bad law and that it was poorly decided, 
and that it needed to go away, and then henceforth it is going away. So they determined, right, a majority of the justices said it's gone, right? Roe v. Wade is no longer. And what that means essentially is that the right to an abortion is not constitutionally protected, Mm -hmm. right? The right to an abortion is not constitutionally protected. And basically what it said or did was it put uh, all uh, discussion, regulation of abortion back into the hands of the states and so the people and their representatives. Well, and maybe one thing that we should clarify because – you know, there's a lot of folks on Radio Land who probably have never read the Constitution, right? And so they may not know whether or not abortion. We here at the Catholic Cafe keep a copy of the Constitution <laughs> right next to our chocolate-covered donuts at the center of the table. So they, we hold them in high esteem. Those yes. donuts and the Constitution. We sleep with we sleep with it tucked inside our pillow. As That's well. exactly right. Uh, we love our Constitution. <laughs> no, but uh, you know, so one of the things in terms of overturning. Roe v. Wade. Roe v. Wade is a is a decision that's a part of a set of decisions. You you, you can fall in. You can say call it loose constructionism, for example, yeah. if you'd like to. Um, you know, strict constructionism. You're you're really interpreting strictly based on the language that's in the Constitution. Loose constructionism, another word that people use, is the living Constitution uh, approach. Is hey, it's a living document. You know, we need to be able to enshrine rights that aren't specifically stated. In there, so instead, there's it's a kind of like the dynamic translation of the Roman Missal that we had <laughs> literally from the 1960s. You know, yeah. uh, the Lord be with you, and and also with you. You know, things right. like that. And I'm not I'm not minimizing, but I'm just saying it's like it's a dynamic translation. So 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 a loose um, right. uh, interpretation uh, of the Constitution. You know? Yes, and so and the, the, we're. Basically, it's it's related to the right to privacy, which also is not specifically stated in the Constitution, uh, and so that it falls under the category of what's called like substantive due process, right? And so a lot of major cases that happen in the 20th century, you know, some were, uh, you know, like artificial con- uh, contraception is one of them, uh, you know, giving states the right to uh, regulate. Uh, or, 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 you know, making it where, with regard to artic- artificial contraception, uh, that there was a privacy attached to, um, you know, practicing artificial contraception between couples. Right. right. And also, uh, you know, marriage laws and challenges to, to traditional marriage. Yes. Right. So, quote unquote, gay marriage is something that it also falls into this category. Yes. That you're discussing. And so basically it all, it, 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 what it comes down to is it's stuff that isn't mentioned in the Constitution, but there's reason to believe that the Constitution should be extended to protect it uh, based upon the history of how the Constitution, the tra- basically the trajectory of past decisions and, and the sort of things right. that no, the Constitution I, I, has been used I, right. to protect. Right. And, and it's important to note that these five justices, yeah, this go-around on the uh, Dobbs v. Jackson, um, thought that was bad law, that it was too loose, yeah. right? That it that it wasn't appropriate, and so they they came down that side. And it's also interesting, uh, as you point that out about those other uh, laws. But really, when when Roe happened, yeah, uh, a little bit later, there were uh, at least uh, uh, Justice Rehnquist. There were, there were actually a couple of other justices, um, like Sandra Day O'Connor, who would who've been. Maybe there, there, she was a little more conservative than, than a liberal would be today, you know, using those kind of that terminology. But even she thought that Roe was a, a bad decision. So, like when uh, Planned Parenthood versus Casey came up, 
they thought that Roe was a bad decision, but they didn't want to overturn it at that point because they they thought that would be too uh, inflammatory or something. There's lots of there's a lot of reasoning behind this, but understand that it's not black and white. Um, even today, in terms of like what should or shouldn't be, so there is there is gray area here that needs to be discussed, and that's what that's one of the things that we need to understand about what what Roe uh, this uh, overturning of Roe actually does, yeah, and what it doesn't do. One of the things it doesn't do, and what's key for us to understand is it did not make abortion illegal. That's huge. That that's people need to understand that, and so the Dobbs decision, the, yeah. the Dobbs decision, did not make abortion illegal. It just uh, basically says. Um, right, that's that. It's a state's d- decision. It's no so longer the, so a right. A fe- yeah. Well, it's not a federal. It's not a federal right. It's not constitutional. It's not a constitutionally protected right. 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 That's what it said. Now that's now that's a good thing. It is a good. Thing. I, I think that's an awesome thing that it that, that step in the right direction. Exactly right. Just but, a step though. But what it doesn't do is make abortion illegal, and it also doesn't change people's hearts. Yeah. Right. So the same people that voted. Uh, certain ways that put certain people into office that 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 are in favor of certain laws, and the same number of people right now today are still there's a majority of people are in favor of if you look at the statistics some form of abortion being available a majority of people right so uh, highly regulated you know but if you include highly regulated they I, I think the majority of people do not want all abortion under all circumstances to be illegal. And that's an important thing to note. And what that tells us is that this decision, Dobbs v. Jackson, didn't change any hearts. Mm-hmm. So so, so when we understand fully what actually happened with this, uh, uh, with this decision and the overturning of Roe, and don't get me wrong, I'm actually I'm totally in favor of this being over, a Roe v. Wade being overturned. I think it's a, I think it's a, good, a step in the right direction, as you pointed out, uh, Tom. And uh, we just—I want to make clear, though, that 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 our work is not even remotely done. Well, only begun. Yeah, I think so. So there was a political philosopher that I studied in college, Alexis de Tocqueville. He's famous for a French uh, writer who wrote a book called uh, "Democracy in America," and uh, one of his tenets is that the laws of a state should follow its mores or its customs, right? And that uh, if the laws are not a reflection of the customs, then that can be, you know, problematic. Now, I I don't have any polling data for the state of the the mores and customs at the time of Roe when it first came out. Uh, I do think it's it's interesting that you point out that the, the, the difference in uh, pro-choice rhetoric when it first came out was more in the category of safe, legal, and rare. I still remember in the early 90s, safe, legal, and rare was the uh, the mainstream message that you know right. like the Democratic Party yeah. was using back then, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously there's a huge, there's been a huge change in the rhetoric for, in favor of abortion to where you've got a large contingency on the left who have who don't take the safe, legal, and rare approach, and they take a much more expansive approach. Um, I mean, some of them, including what amounts to a you know straight infanticide, you know, after a child right. has been born. I mean, we even see statutes reflecting that, uh, or at least an openness to that, mm. where, where it seems like it doesn't rule that out as a possibility, mm. uh, which seems to take things to a new level for people who are 
generally shocked by abortion, you know, as as a practice anyhow, right? And so mm-hmm. it's hard to really pin down over a fifty year period then, now, or in between, sort of what the state of the cult, uh, what are the state of the mores are, and a lot of it does depend, like you were saying, on the statement of the the poll question. You know, how is it framed and how is it presented is going to have a huge impact on how people respond at, at to these poll questions by and large so it's kind of a hard it's a it's a shifty thing to try to nail down in terms of what are the state of the mores so to speak yes yeah, so i agree and uh but a couple of comments about that one is i i i don't know the polling data either from, yeah. from 1970s i was generally i was alive then you know? <laughs> i was i was like 12 years old in 1974 but but uh i will just tell you that i don't think anybody would disagree that uh, as the slogans have continued to uh, to change, uh, it has become progressively worse and worse. And they, they, you, you never hear the, hear the word rare anymore, right? Yeah. Safe and legal, safe and legal, and really, it's on demand. And so then, then the rhetoric, <coughs> excuse me, that surrounds that, you know, my body, my choice, and mm-hmm. uh, and and some of these things that are arguments that are essentially illogical because people don't think about it. it's like, well, that's not your body, right? That's a body in your body. Right, and so there's, but but you, there's no civil discourse, right? So you can't really discuss that because there's been sort of an in-your-face kind of attack. Right. But it's but it's but it's been a moral decline that it's, that's gotten us from the you know 60s and 70s to where we are today. It, the things that are going on, because uh, you, you you watch, uh, you mentioned the left and you mentioned uh, Democrats or whatever. I don't really want to make this a political thing. Oh sure, yeah. But 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 I do want to say that you, you know people that are in office right now, um, several people in office right now were against certain um, uh, encroachments on traditional marriage, right? But now they're fully in favor of a non-traditional marriage. So before they were like, well, I'm for traditional marriage, but now they've changed their position because because. They have to if they want to stay in power, if they want to stay elected, because the state of the the, the mores, the state of the the morality, is is on an increasing decline. That's a scary thing, and we need to be aware of that. And that's what tells me that we need uh, we need to convert hearts. We need to go back to the core of the discussion of life, what life is, where life comes from, and it's the perfect opportunity. I just I want to be clear. We, we, we really need to help Catholics, especially, who are the majority of listeners, but I have some non-Catholic listeners here to the Catholic Cafe, um, but I just I want to read from the Catechism and help Catholics understand that, that this is a black and white issue when it comes to abortion, right? It really is. Um, in uh, the Catechism of Catholic Church, uh, paragraph number 2271, since the first century, the church has affirmed the moral evil of every procured abortion. This teaching has not changed and remains unchangeable. Direct abortion, that is to say abortion willed either as an end or a means, is gravely contrary to the moral law. So it's a grave sin. Um, it, it's an abomination. It's evil. It's bad. And it's in all cases. So a lot of people who want to have exceptions written in to the law because they, they think it's more compassionate, etc. It's one of those things where the Catholic Church has always taught that abortion is wrong. Now, I want to make sure that we're clear about this. That, that, is, a, that is a heinous sin. Abortion is a heinous sin. But 
We have to be compassionate to people that 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 have had abortions, that that believe abortion is right. There needs to be love. There needs to be mercy, and there needs to be um, you know a, a, an avenue for conversion of hearts. And that's only going to come from us being loving. And so I'm not condemning anyone who's had an abortion. I'm not judging anyone who's helped someone to procure a, an abortion. The so, church so just see this. So real quick, what are you saying then? If I'm that Catholic guy that gets on Facebook and says, you know what? They're, they're, this is wrong. They need to keep abortions the way they are. What, what, what do you say to that? Oh, what I'd say what, to what that I, is... What are you saying I'm saying to myself, I guess? Yeah, so I'm not going to judge you, right. the, the the fictional Tom who just said that, right? Because right? uh, I know you don't believe that. But, but what I would say is you need to tune in to what the church teaches and where that comes from. You need to understand that more profoundly. So what I would invite you into doing is discovering what it means to be Catholic. Right, we've had lots of conversations yeah. about Catholics uh, who are elected to office who teach things or believe things or make laws that are contrary to Catholic teaching. So essentially, I'm removing myself. Is what you're so saying? So the church actually, essentially, the well, I don't want to be cruel and I don't want to be mean and I don't no, want to be judgmental. I'm not being cruel. I'm, I'm telling you what I'm. But doing I'm telling to you to stop calling yourself Catholic. Okay. Right. right. I'm trying to. I'm. I'm, and I'm, I'm not. In a, I'm removing my title. Well, and it's not. It's. It's not. It's not even you. It's. Right. A, it's actually. Uh, I just want to be clear what the Catholic, the Catholic Church teaches about abortion. So in 2272, that paragraph it says formal cooperation in an abortion constitutes a grave offense. The Church attaches the canonical penalty of excommunication to this crime against human life. A person who procures a completed abortion incurs excommunication late sententiae. So by the act of doing it incurs that's the word. You 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 have been you have you basically excommunicated yourself. Right. No. Now, so again, I say all this stuff because there is a hard truth here. Yeah. Right? But we have to say this in compassion. Right now, we're not seeing a lot of compassion. Well, right? it, it, it's it, hard to say you don't want to start the conversation with you're excommunicated. No, I know. And, and I know and, you don't want to, but I guess my my point is we're in a we're in a real real sticky spot right now. Well, and you also probably don't want to start off the conversation in a commenting on a post on social media. If you care about the person's soul and right. you have that one bite at the apple, so to speak, into really saying something meaningful to that person, right. reach out to them privately and have a heart to heart. And and also another thing I want to say to clarify because you brought up you're like, hey, we don't want to get political and stuff like that. And I had mentioned like the Democratic Party in the early '90s and rhetoric and stuff like that. Folks, I mean, what you hear about on the news is, you know, when they're talking about Democrat versus Republican, I'm personally, I'm fed up with the whole two-party system, you know, to be honest with you. But what it's you, another they, show. They're only the talking, Rodriguez party. Yeah, <laughs> but they only, the Jesus party. But they only, they only talk about, you know, the, 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 the Democrats and the Republicans at the federal level. Those are a lot of times very different than, like, the, the Democrats and the Republicans at state yes, levels. Yes, yes. And so totally. if someone, if you, if you know someone who says, I'm a Democrat, but you don't know anything about state politics... You probably it might be a mis- you might be making a lot of mistaken assumptions right. about what they believe, and so it's really important to just like actually have conversations with people as opposed to boxing them in and making assumptions. Yes, yes, and hence the the my my comment about um, you know civil discourse. And yes, we've oh, talked totally on this agree. show over the last several years. We've talked about the fact that civil discourse is disappearing. So this is the perfect storm for a total meltdown. Yeah, I mean, we're in the middle of a, of what could be a total meltdown. So we have to take the upper hand. We we have to think about this in ways where we're not contributing to that total meltdown. Right? right? As you pointed out, social media has gone crazy. 
It is a hotbed now, and so much so that I've, I've almost had to turn it off because it's gotten and, – and I'm going to say both sides. I, I, I want to be careful about this. Um, I, I think that, like, there are people that are, like, in New York. Uh, I was just in New York and, and left New York the day that the decision came down. And so, luckily, I didn't see it. I wasn't part of it, and my family wasn't any kind of danger. But there were some really, really outrageous protests that happened suddenly in New York. And, but there's also protests all over the country. But really, uh, like in L.A., places like that, you have these San Francisco, you see these big protests. And 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 oddly, the remember this this uh, Dobbs versus Jackson did not remove. I mean, their rights have not been taken away. They can still have an abortion in New York and L.A. Right, um, and so it, it's just social media has gone nuts. So there's people on both sides saying things that aren't necessarily true, mm-hmm. and I do. There, are, there are a couple of uh, folks I think that are on the side that that are celebrating this decision, and and I too celebrate the decision. But in terms of how they're celebrating it, uh, like I've seen a couple of posts where it's like, we knew we're vindicated. We knew we were right all along, and you guys were wrong, and and it leads to arguments. That's not helping. That's not helping. Uh, but I have no problem with people invoking the Lord's, uh, uh, you know, blessings and uh, thank God this happened, and finally something's happened. But then I caution those people to say like, the work is not done. Right. Remember what what overturning Roe. V. Wade did not do. It doesn't make abortion illegal. There are still abortions. I believe that babies will be saved by this uh, by this decision. Uh, but right now, only out of inconvenience for some people because they can't get an abortion where they think they want one immediately. Well, right? I think there needs to be a high degree of intentionality on, on social media, and including potential intentionality for fasting from social media. You know, it's perfectly normal if some of us are having a really hard time not getting caught up in the drama, not getting caught up in the anger, not getting caught up with the fear. You know, when you hear threats of churches getting burned down and various other things. Yeah, in West Virginia, a church was burned down. They have decla- they've said it's arson, but we don't know it's related to this. Right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we clear about that. Maybe future, but 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 the violence that comes out of all this stuff is scary. It is, and so a lot of times for a lot of us, we may be in a time. It's it's not just like one side that can get very emotional about issues. Both sides can get emotional about issues. And so if you're on that pro-life side and you're having you're finding yourself getting entangled in these arguments, you you may want to pray about whether or not you should take a social media fast and disentangle from all of that stuff. Offer up the fast for you know, building a culture of life and then inv- using that time instead for prayer mm-hmm. and for letting God sort of hit the reset button, so to speak. And in terms of what is it that God might be calling you personally to do? I guarantee you it's not pick fights with people online. You yeah. know, I mean, that's not what he's calling do you Exodus to do. 90. And also, <laughs> well, then also claiming a victory. That's not really a victory yet that too. Yeah. Right. We're on our, we're on our way. I mean, Tom, you mentioned a step in the right direction and I agree with that wholeheartedly. And so it's a, it's a, it's a good decision. I think it's a sound legal decision. Others would disagree with me, but, but honestly, uh, I just, I, I don't want us to get complacent and rest on our laurels and think that we've achieved this great victory and that, that finally we've been vindicated because that's not the case. Uh, and so we, we, but we know uh, it's also given us an opportunity to discuss now the merits or the lack of merits for abortion, right? To have civil discourse. So we have to, as Catholics, endeavor to have 
an opportunity to have more conversations. And I say, I stress conversations. But remember also, this is not over on a, on a federal, like a legal level. Legal battles will continue. So already a federal judge struck down some uh, recent uh, abortion, anti-abortion law. Uh, you know, saying, and it was a technicality about something about a date not being there, or whatever. So there, there's going to be there are going to be challenges to, to to drag this out to stop things from happening. Uh, but also, there's instant. There's been recent discussions from uh, at federal uh, at the federal level from uh, the House of Representatives and from the Senate, uh, primarily the House of Representatives, where they're saying we're going to codify. Uh, you know, abortion rights into federal law. We're going to write laws. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a challenge for them to pass that. But the point is, they're going to continue. That that's going to continue. We have to continue to fight. Like what's happening in the legal system, uh, and then we need to be aware and ask ourselves the question: What happens when political fortunes change? And they will because. Uh, politics is very fluid. So right now it seems like there's a certain direction happening with with conservatism and and some of the things going on, but that you know 20 years from now they could overturn the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Right. And so we so are we, we need to be aware of that. And then now there's discussion of impeachment of sitting justices because they quote unquote lied during their uh, their confirmation hearings right under oath because they said that it was settled law and they weren't going to whatever or however they phrased it. But the point is, it's not over. There, there are going to be there are going to be legal attacks to, to to all of this stuff. And then there's like the packing the court thing that we've all heard about. So there's lots of different things that we need to be aware of. But at the end of the day, where I want us to sort of end this show on is really what are we called to do? Sam, you mentioned fasting from social media. That's yeah. I'm not saying we have to fast, but I am saying that's a good thing to do. But then also toning down our rhetoric, um, not in trying to engage in argumentative. You know, uh, uh, you know, button pushing, but really trying to get back to civil discourse. But also pray before you type or say anything. And it may right? take it may take some time. I mean, some of us might not be called to that right now. Like some of us might have some interior healing to do and some some peace that we have to get built up in before we can really do that. Because you know what? It's hard to get into a converse a civil discourse with someone who's really angry with you and is not necessarily prepared to engage in a civil discourse Amen. with you. Yeah, you right. know? It, it takes two to have a conversation, right? Right. And so we need for civil discourse to take place. Uh, and then uh, certainly, um, you know, we need to stop the arguing the. the online button pushing but calmer heads must prevail right we, we really need to be be thinking in that way and that's not easy to do right now so yeah so that's a it's a challenge but i think the biggest thing that we can do uh is certainly the the, the uh maybe prayer and fasting uh you know essentially offered for conversion of hearts because at the core of all this hearts need to be converted Hearts need to be converted. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. Only Jesus can do that. Um, and just uh, essentially anything that we can do for the conversion of hearts, like to, to, to pray for that so that there can be a supernatural healing of our country uh, and in, in the wake of all this. Um, because it's it's a it's a it's a task I think that only is going to be uh, accomplished supernaturally. There's no way right. that we're going to be able to do it on our own, and we have to bring Jesus into this. And also, certainly, the Blessed Mother. Amen. Right, so patroness of this movement of getting rid of abortion. Mm-hmm. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother, Mother of God, God pray, pray for us sinners, sinners now and at the hour, hour of our death. death. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, 
send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time. Thank you.